Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. On today's episode, Jess shares her story of overcoming infertility twice, choosing to sleep train her second baby after a tough time with her first, and coping with mom guilt while balancing being a mom, wife, and businesswoman. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Can you start by telling me a little bit about you and your family? Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm Jess, like she said. Um, (laughs) In my family, we currently live in Idaho in a teeny, teeny, tiny town with a whole bunch of farmers. I have two kids and then obviously my husband. Um, But yeah, so I have a five-year or an almost five-year-old. I shouldn't say five because she's going to yell at me in the background, but she's not five (laughs) yet. Um, (laughs) And then I have a six-month-old baby. So I guess for the majority of this I'll probably focus more so on him and like his journey just because it's the most recent and mom brain is real. Is there anything listeners should know about your birth story? So I guess the biggest part about our birth story is kind of even before like the birth happened we have struggled with infertility even since my first and so we had to do in vitro to get pregnant with him. So our first daughter quickly I'll just say she's honestly just a tiny little miracle baby. Uh, We tried for almost three years with her and then we're going to start IVF and we were pregnant with her after doing years of meds and all the things. Fast forward, I know, fast forward um, to her or to my son. We try, it's basically, we didn't prevent it after we had our first because it was kind of like, eh, whatever. And then finally, probably two and a half years, when she was about two and a half years old, we were like, okay, let's like start talking to them and like getting on meds. So we started Clomid, which is what I was on with my daughter. And we did like the highest dosage of it, which is just crazy and made me a crazy person. If you ask my husband, (laughs) Um, I'm like, it really messes with your hormones. Um, But so we did that for probably six months with him. So at this point, we're about three years um, in. And then finally, my OB was like, you know, we already did this before with your first We did the same thing. It's not working. So I'm going to go ahead and just refer you over to the infertility clinic. So we went over there and we started that whole thing with an incredible doctor there. And he wanted to try Clomid again. (laughs) So we did a couple months of Clomid with him and he tried what he calls his like Hail Mary dosage. And we had to go in for ultrasounds and it just was like a whole process and honestly just a whirlwind of emotions for two months, which looking back, I'm like, those two months were nothing compared to the rest of it. <laughs> um, sure. But so, yeah, so we did that. And my biggest thing, um, the whole reason we have infertility is I have PCOS. And so I just, I don't ovulate. So that's the problem. Nobody can get me to ovulate, like no meds, anything. So he tried the Clomid. I went in for ultrasounds and sure enough, yeah, it didn't work. I still wasn't ovulating with what he called his Hail Mary. So um, he said, you know, next step is IVF. And honestly, we were, I mean, we kind of knew it was coming, but still kind of that shock factor of, oh, shoot. Um, And so we kind of took a step back because IVF is really expensive and it's not covered by insurance. (laughs) So we took a step back and I'm not going to lie, kind of in the back of my mind, I was just like, 
no, it's, we're just gonna have another miracle. Like it's going to be fine. We'll just keep doing our thing. I'll get pregnant. Like no big deal. We did with our first. And then finally, like time kept going by. And eventually we said, okay, that's, you know, it's not happening. And at this point, my daughter was probably, I don't know, probably six months away, a little bit, three and a half, around three and a half. Um, and so we finally started the IVF process, which if anybody is familiar with it, it's long and hard and exhausting and <laughs> just a yeah. lot on your body. So we started that in September is when we originally started. And then you do a whole bunch of shots and a bunch of ultrasounds before you begin. And then you have your egg retrieval. Um, so we did our egg retrieval in October. And I actually ended up getting really sick after having that. You can get like over high, like overstimulated ovaries from doing that. And of course, you know, nothing can go perfect. So that happened with me. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I think that may have been more painful than childbirth. Um, wow. It was, it was a big rough. statement. <laughs> it, it, I, it is. I'm like, it was rough. <laughs> and my poor husband just didn't even know what to do because I just literally stood in the shower, just like in screaming pain. Um, I know, but so, yeah, so we did the egg retrieval. Um, we ended up getting like 55 eggs, which is insane. And you know, the reason is because I, I have a million eggs in there. They just don't drop. So, um, (laughs) right. So we got a bunch of eggs. I know it's weird. Um, and then we were able to, we had to freeze them. We couldn't just do like a fresh transfer right away. We had to freeze them just because of how my body works and you know, whatever. So we froze them and we ended up with 24 embryos, which we will not have 24 children. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, so we got 24 embryos and our transfer date was scheduled for January. So we had to wait about a month and a half, which was at this point agonizing because I had just gone through all of that. (laughs) And, um, I had to continue shots. I did three to four a day. And then January came the beginning of January and we decided to transfer two embryos. We felt very strongly to do two. And quite honestly, I was terrified at the time because I'm like, I work full time. I can't have twins. Like, <laughs> right? I, I'm like, bless all you twin moms, but I'm like, I can't do it. So um, we transferred two, just kind of going with faith. And Long story short, we ended up one embryo stuck. So I'm like, there's why we felt strongly that we needed to do two. So yeah, so his little embryo stuck and he grew away. And (laughs) now we have a six month old little baby boy. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like his birth, I guess if we dive into that was night and day difference from my daughter's. Um, (laughs) I, my water broke on a Sunday morning. We were all getting ready for church and I had just gotten out of the shower and I'm not going to lie. I was kind of confused because when you get out of the shower, you're wet. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is my water. Like what's going on. And then I, you know, I eventually just kept walking around and I'm like, okay, literally I'm just like peeing myself at this point. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it's my water. And I had just gotten out of the shower and my husband was like, I, I haven't really seen him like this with my daughter. I was induced. Uh, so he literally just went in like panic mode. I was, I was like, uh, what are you doing? So he's running around the house, like freaking out, trying to get everything ready, trying to get our daughter ready. And I look at him and I'm like, I will not go to the hospital with wet hair. 
Funny. So I start blow drying my hair, you know, like a normal person would when they're in labor. Um, <laughs> and eventually, like, we get in the car, go, he's still freaking out a little bit. And we get to the hospital, um, probably like 10 a.m. And they check me and everything. And we had to hold the, do the whole triage thing to make sure it was my water, which I'm like, guys, I promise it is. So then we check in, we're in the labor and delivery room and I got my epidural, you know, eventually we, it was like push time. And at this point I had told the nurse, I'm like, I can move my legs like crazy. Like, <laughs> is this normal? Because with my first, I could not, like, I couldn't even feel my legs. And I remember <laughs> being so anxious with my first, cause I'm like, I can't move my legs. You guys, I cannot move my legs. Um, and with this, like, it just was weird with his, I... I'm like, no, I can move my legs. Like I can sit up if you want me to do, like I can feel my legs. It's, you know, ain't no thing. Um, but it was weird cause I couldn't feel like contraction. So I wasn't, it was whatever. So then probably 10 minutes before he was actually born, um, like then it just really kicked in. Like, I don't know if it wore off completely or what the heck happened, but like I could feel everything. Eventually he's born and towards the end, I guess he came out just too fast. They were trying to get it slow and he came out too quickly. Um, so at this point, you know, he's out. I am done. I'm exhausted. I can barely function because, you know, I just put my body through that and felt it. Um, so I am kind of just laying there and, out of it. Like I'm so out of it. I'm trying to catch my breath. I don't even know what's going on. Um, they handed him to me for just a few seconds and then they ended up taking him away. And again, I didn't really know what was going on because at the time she was still trying to get my placenta out, um, because I had something called valamentous cord insertion. So it was like hanging on by a thread. So I had to like really work to get that out. Like they couldn't just pull it by the umbilical cord to like get it out. Uh, I know I'm like all these weird things. So I'm in the middle of that and I'm just out of it. But I guess that he came out too fast at the end. So he uh, swallowed a bunch of fluid. So he they had to stick a tube down his throat and like suction all the water, like the fluid out and do that whole thing. Um, and then finally, I don't I don't even know how long it was after at this point, because again, I was so out of it. But then it like clicked and I'm like, where's my baby? <laughs> I'm like, is he okay? Is he, is everything okay? And wow. it, it was wild. And then at this point, you know, Marcus, my husband, he had him and he was fine and he brought him over and I got to hold him and like have that skin to skin time. And it kind of, you know, it's just this weird thing where I just felt like I kind of forgot everything. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, I, I still definitely remember it all, but it was like, oh, like you just feel like peaceful and incredible and you have this tiny baby laying on you and it's just it's it's wild it I don't know it's pretty incredible but so yeah I'm like there's his crazy birth story but yeah yeah did you have to stay in the hospital any extra time because of the um no we didn't actually um so he ended up looking great. And right. I think a big chunk of it, what, well, at least what the nurses said was he was a really good nurser, which was not my first. <laughs> so um, for whatever reason, that helped clear out his lungs and whatever. So yeah, so we That's got to awesome. go home, but yeah. How did it go when you guys first got home? Um, you know, compared to my first, uh, a little bit smoother. It was funny. My, my mom was like, uh, 
when I got, you know, probably two days in because they live close. So we had help from them, which is super nice. Uh, she goes, wow, you're a lot calmer this time. <laughs> and I'm Thanks, like, thank, thank you. <laughs> you know, apparently I was a crazy person with my first. But yeah, I don't know. This time it just I was able to walk and come home and do normal things, uh, which was super nice. And honestly, I don't know if it is just because. My epidural did wear off. I've heard that's a thing, that your recovery is easier. <laughs> I don't know how accurate or true it is, but my recovery was night and day difference. Um, and I'll jump back to my first really quick just for this because I'm like, please don't think I just had it easy and came home. Um, my first, uh, I had like a third degree tear with her and my recovery was terrible. Like I couldn't even sit down. I couldn't walk for like a week and a half. So I went into this one thinking, oh, oh my gosh, it's going to be like that again. So compared to that, night and day difference. And it was really, really nice. How was it having, you know, your daughter? She was what, almost four at that she time? She was uh, four in like three months. Yeah. Okay. So how was it balancing, you know, you had this newborn that you had to take care of, but you also had your daughter. So I think the biggest thing with it was, you know, it is kind of a bigger age gap. It's not huge, but it is bigger than most people. Um, So I was more so worried about, I've had almost four and a half years, just her and I, you know, she's gotten all this attention for four years. What's going to (laughs) happen? So I was more so worried about that. And how am I going to balance taking care of a newborn and also give her the attention and time that she needs and that she's had for four and a half years. So that was probably what was most challenging to me is I did bring him home and, you know, a newborn requires a lot of attention. So I was trying to balance that and I had mega mom guilt over everything. But I also, like I said, my parents were here or they live here. So my mom was incredible and she came over and she would take Blake to do things and just have one-on-one time and um yeah and the other thing too about her being older which was really nice is she she gets it she's under like she understands things more and she's able to go play and do things by herself when he needs my attention you know what I'm saying so it just kind of balanced out however I think the biggest problem I had was like the mom guilt kind of eating me alive and I still have that and I'm still figuring it out (laughs) but you know it's a process (laughs) yeah I don't think that ever goes away like even I only have one baby and and I still feel that totally I'm like we're all just too hard on ourselves let's be honest (laughs) yeah I know because you, you know, you try to be the best mom you can be, but you also, at the same time, you have to take care of yourself right. occasionally. So, I know. And your husband. Well, that's house, just it. I'm like, you have all these things. roles, wife, mom, self, sister, daughter, you know, so it just gets chaotic. How was your son sleeping during this time? So um, he actually, he kind of, he played some mean tricks on me. Um, he came, he came home and I'm not, you know how they tell you, like, don't let your baby sleep past a certain amount of hours you need to wake him up to eat it like to eat or whatever um right with my first I didn't have to wake her up she like was up every freaking hour um but with him I am not kidding you the second night he slept like seven and a half hours and I was like what like I didn't even set an alarm because I'm like no he'll wake up if he wants to eat and then I I woke up in the morning and I'm like uh, is he, you know, I go in panic mode at first because I'm like, is he still asleep? But yeah, he slept incredible for the first two weeks. I don't know why, but I, we just kind of did our thing and rolled with it. And he did, he slept six to seven hours every single night. 
And then after about two weeks, <laughs> this is where I say he kind of played a mean trick. I was like, wow, this baby's chill. <laughs> he put me through all this work, but like, he's going to be cool. Um, yeah, you deserve right? a little break. Um, so yeah, two and a half weeks passes. And then he's up literally like every hour. <laughs> and I remember telling my husband, I'm like, I cannot do this again. I, at this point, like I work from home. My job doesn't really stop. I'm self-employed. So I was already back diving into work. I'm like, I have to work. I have two kids I have to take care of. My husband had gone back to work. I'm like, I cannot do every hour. Like, it's just, I'll, I will drown and die. <laughs> like, um, so, you know, him and I, we talked, we, and honestly, we, he did this for about a month before we kind of made the decision, but eventually we said, you know, we're going to look into sleep training because we didn't do it with our first. And I'll tell you what, she ends up in our bed still almost every night. Um, so we looked into sleep training and we did it through um, taking care of babies. And she has like her little newborn thing. So we started with that and it went well. And he would do like three hour stretches, which is better than, you know, one. So um we you know we did that until he was probably about four months and kind of made it through there and then we um well actually no he was five months when we did this because this was recent um then we did her abc course and since we did that the first week was very rough i'm not going to say it was like this easy transition um it was rough (laughs) But after that, he, I mean, he sleeps from, I put him down between 630 and seven and he sleeps till seven. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, I will tell everyone (laughs) sleep training was worth it this time. (laughs) I'm like, it was rough, but I'm like, the the end result (laughs) is, is golden. Right. With your daughter, was there a reason that you didn't choose to do sleep training or did it you just know not I'm gonna be honest I don't even think I think we were just kind of young and naive and didn't I I don't even think I knew sleep like much about sleep training um I remember us kind of trying to like just let her cry a little bit to go to sleep or whatever um but I don't know you know when you're a first parent first time parent and you're like oh she's crying uh, so I you know we just made a lot I wouldn't say mistakes but we just learned so with her, we just, she, I didn't want to hear her cry. So I would just go scoop her up every, every single time she cried. And then it just turned into a bad habit and all went downhill from there. <laughs> so I don't know. I would say like lear- learning experiences. I don't know that we didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way. <laughs> it's interesting. I just, you know, it's such a controversial yeah, topic. Yeah, it really is. Um, it was really hard for me to hear my baby cry and it's, it's, it's hard, but at the end of the day, it does seem to help a lot of people. Get right. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where we were because again, with my first, I was kind of like, I don't want to hear her cry. I can't do this. Um, and you know, so we really researched it. Cause again, I, I don't want to hear him cry either. And her program was pretty good. It wasn't like this cry it out thing where you sit there and let him cry in the crib for all night, but I don't know. It was good. And I had to remember, especially this time because I didn't with my first and it was really, it was rough. I had to remember myself like I I have to take care of myself first so that I can show up and be a good mom and a good wife. So I don't know, like almost selfish in a way, but really just so that I can show up and be better for them. Totally. Well, you said that you are, are self-employed. Did you take any time for maternity leave or were you just right back into <laughs> so it? So the first time I took no time. Um, I literally had jumped back in probably when she was four days old. 
this I know I'm like in that that I was like I'm not doing that again so this time I didn't take like a long time but I did take two weeks off and then I jumped back in and it wasn't anything like crazy when I jumped back in it was just more so like computer work and like at home things that I could do with him but yeah Mm -hmm. I did jump back in pretty quick with both of them but I'm like that's just the life of being (laughs) self-employed yeah it's the nature of the game well, how are things going now? Is your son? He still is. He's well? sleeping great. Um, we're we just kind of got into the nap mode. I'm like, once we got the whole night thing mm-hmm. down, that was great. But we still had to work on naps. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, he's taking a nap right now, and he he does good. You put him in his crib awake now, and he just talks to himself until he falls asleep. And and yeah, I it's it's been it's really been nice. I'm like, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm like. He's he's great right now. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Did having your kids impact any of the relationships in your life, whether it be with your husband? Or um, you know, honestly, I think it does. It impacts every every relationship you have in life, whether good or bad. You know, quite honestly, I would say some changed for the negative, um, and others changed for the better. My husband and I kind of, at first it was rough because we're trying to figure out this new balance of being mom and husband and wife and dad. Um, but since having our second, I'm honestly going to say it's kind of brought us closer because it's required us to be more of a team. You know what I'm saying? And come together and like help each other in circumstances, but still be on the same page for our older kid. <laughs> um but yeah, so that one's, it's been good. And it's also been nice with my mom because I feel like I have learned and grown an entirely new respect for her. <laughs> you know, you're like, totally. oh my gosh, this is why she was crazy. Yes. Like I, <laughs> I get it and I love <laughs> you. I go, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really see, I mean, you have no idea until totally. you're actually. And I, t- you know, I joke with friends that don't have kids all the time. I'm like, no, you guys, you don't, you don't get it. Like once you're there, (laughs) you're like, wow, (laughs) this is, my mom was actually really trying to do her best. (laughs) Right. I know that's all you can do. (laughs) Before we go, do you have any tips or anything else you'd like to share or any resources that really worked for you? I know you said taking care of babies, but um, anything else? That one was good. And then, you know, honestly, my biggest, I guess, advice and thing that I've learned and I'm still working on is to give yourself grace. (laughs) Do not be so dang hard on yourself. Um, You know, seasons pass, try and enjoy them the best that you can. The fact that my daughter is about to turn five is blowing my mind. Um, So I'm really trying to like soak it in with my son, even during the hard times. Um, But yeah, so that's, I don't know, like enjoy the seasons, even through the hard, even through the hard days and give yourself grace. There's going to be hard days and you're doing, you're doing great. And as far as resources, honestly, this is going to sound silly, but um, with take this with a grain of salt, obviously, but social media was actually kind of a nice one. Um, I just feel like people have stepped up their game a little bit. Uh, You have to pick the right like places to look and stuff. But as far as like supporting and empowering moms and women, you know, I just feel like postpartum depression, anxiety, all of that's just talked about more. So it's nice to see other people going through and doing the same things that I'm doing at that time. (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at, at the sleep sessions.